Do your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more, and to do more? After 10 years of making an impact in the lives of women veterans and military families, today we will examine our purpose, power, and posterity in a conversation with our JROTC cadets from our STEM leadership program. Now here's your host, Deborah Harmon Pugh. Welcome to Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast, and I'm your host, Deborah Harmon Pugh. In today's episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, our conversation will converge at the intersection of our purpose, our power, and our posterity. In our last episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, we talked about the importance of paying it forward for our posterity. And our posterity are future generations of women and girls who need us to use our experience to pay it forward as we stand up together as a collective community of women in the 2020s. And that's a collective community with collective purpose and the power to control our own lives. Today we have two special guests with us who epitomize the power of our posterity. They are a refreshing manifestation of our purpose and our power. Today's special guests are Cadet Lieutenant Colonel Neville Perez and Chief Master Sergeant Dally Perez. Both are JROTC Air Force cadets from the Swenson High School who have been participating with the Women Veterans Civic Leadership Institute for the past two years. And they are entering their third year as cadet delegates within the Women Veterans 2020 delegation to Capitol Hill. And both of these cadets are amazing examples of what we call the spirit of the Women Veterans Rock community. Stay tuned and learn more about these cadets and how paying it forward strengthens our purpose and our power. Hi, I'm Cadet Chief Master Sergeant Perez with the Philadelphia School District Air Force GROTC. I am also a cadet delegate with Women Veterans Rock, and I'm excited to be part of the podcast posse here at Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. Hello, I'm Cadet Lieutenant Colonel Perez with the Philadelphia School District Air Force JROTC. I am also a cadet delegate with the Women Veterans Rock, and I'm excited to be part of the podcast posse here at Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. Would you like to be recognized as a podcast conversation starter? Send your suggestions and ideas for upcoming shows to us at info at womenvetsrock.org because we're always elated to hear from our audience and the podcast community. In each episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, we examine a public policy bill that is dedicated to improving the lives of America's military women and military families. Today we will review H.R. Bill 4920. It is entitled The Department of Veteran Affairs Contracting Preference Consistency Act. It was sponsored by Congressman Mark Takano of California's 41st Congressional District. This is a bipartisan bill with 18 co-sponsors. 
The bill is designed to provide critically needed relief for nonprofit companies that employ blind and or significantly disabled individuals under the Ability One program. The Ability One program was established in 1938, and it is the largest source of employment for people with disabilities. The Ability One program has a workforce of 45,000 people, including 3,000 veterans who are also blind and or have significant disabilities. This bill would prevent current employee furloughs at Ability One nonprofit companies from turning into full-time employee layoffs. H.R. Bill 4920 does not expand the program, but it does grandfather in existing Ability One contracts that predate the Veterans First program. The bill prevents Ability One nonprofit companies from losing their preference and losing their jobs. This piece of legislation will allow the Department of Veteran Affairs to support both the Veterans First program as well as the Ability One program. Both of these programs are important to the veterans community and the bill will ensure that the veterans workforce and the disabled workforce in the Department of Veteran Affairs to successfully coexist. H.R. Bill 4920 was successfully passed by the House of Representatives on December 16, 2019, and it has been referred to the Senate's Committee on Veteran Affairs on December 17, 2019. We will continue to watch the progress of this piece of legislation. And that's today's Public Policy Watch. After this short break, you will hear an interesting conversation about our experiences with JROTC and Women Veterans Rock and how it has prepared us for military service after high school. Join us at Women Veterans Rock on the Hill for future episodes where we are delivering conversations from around the globe. That includes North America, West Africa, and the Middle East. You can listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, wherever you stream your podcast today. Ladies, welcome to today's episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill. Cadet Chief Master Sergeant Dally Perez. So tell us why you joined JROTC. Well, I wanted to join, well, backstory, right? So we come from the Dominican Republic, mm -hmm. and there we don't have JROTC programs, but we do have Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. And I really wanted to join something that would like motivate me and do something to my community. I am a really active person, but I don't know, something always happened that I couldn't join. I either broke a leg, <laughs> I was sick, I asthma, something always happened, and I couldn't join. And when we moved here and I heard about like our school had ROTC and I was like, this is it. This is what I'm gonna do. And my sister really didn't want to because she's really an intimate person. She's mm -hmm. not really into going out there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, if you tell mom you want to do it, then mom is gonna let us do it. Mm -hmm. But if I tell mom I wanna do it, she's not gonna say yes like right away. And we only had like a week or so to actually write in so they mm -hmm. can put it on the roster. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you have to say yes. And as she said, like last minute, like an impulse, she was like, oh, okay, whatever, let me sign. And she signed. And I was like, yes, I got it. I joined RTC. 
very first art GROTC, and I was like, yeah, this is my time to shine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so this, this is fantastic. So, Neville, so you made a decision to join JROTC because of the leadership aspects of it. And I think that that's important for people to hear that even though you have self-characterized yourself as a bit shy, you always knew that you wanted to be in a program to develop your leadership skills. Definitely. I always think that communication is key when it comes to meeting new people or just life in general. I agree. Um, like, I always thought about if I'm ever not successful in life, it's going to be because I didn't speak up for myself. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I want to change that because who doesn't want to be successful in life? Mm-hmm. And so I always had that in my mind ever since I was, like, very, very young. Mm-hmm. I would talk to my parents and be like, I need to change that. I need to stop being so shy. I need to actually speak to people. Mm-hmm they're not going to do anything wrong to me. Like, there's nothing wrong with going to someone and say, hello, my name is Neville. When I heard about what Colonel Hardy said, I was like, maybe this is a time where I can start developing that um, skill and stop being so shy about just going and say hi to someone. You know what I call that? It's called growing courage. And so when you said that you made a decision that you wanted to be able to develop your skills and be um, unafraid or uninhibited about speaking up. That's really developing courage. And so that's a part of um, how you are growing, um, not only as a, as a junior cadet, but also as a young woman. And so, Dally, you said that you made a decision. You always knew that you wanted to do something. You said that thing around um, motivating other people and doing things in the community was something that always stimulated you. Yeah, I'm a pretty active person. If I'm not, like, involved in it, mm-hmm. in something. I find my way to get involved. Uh-huh. Like, I, I will sneak in, not some legal, to just to be in the conversation. And I think that's, like, a, the balance in our house. I'm, like, the active one, and she's, uh-huh. like, the quiet one. I think that's a terrific balance, though. Yeah. So the places that I get in, I take her in, and the places that she gets in, I, she takes me in because it's a balance that we, like, manage to... Um, deal with but it's, it's pretty good and and at first we kind of saw it as an opportunity to put it on like high school resume but then we saw it when we got in when we actually got in and we we're just like wait a minute we can actually make this a living absolutely and that's how the military became our plan b after plan b yeah well i like to hear this story about how you two complement one another and how this camaraderie and this partnership and this teamwork that you've worked together because those are the kinds of skills that getting prepared for a career in the military are the kind of skill sets that people wait or early lifetime before they even begin to develop them. So now you've made a decision. You found out about JROTC program at your school. You made a decision that you wanted to be a part of the program. What were some of the best and or worst experiences? Okay, you're making faces. Tell us about the best experiences that you've had at JROTC since you've been in a high school program. Um, I'll say the best because I know she has a <laughs> bad experience. Um, um not to be cliche, but the f- best experience that we had, and I can talk, I think I can talk for both of us, is being part of Women Veterans Track. That's wonderful. Be- it's because when we got here, mm-hmm. it was not like a regular program. It was not going to school or something like that. It was being part of a family. Absolutely. Part of, part of a community. Mm-hmm. And we always fe- felt like we were in the right 
place. Mm-hmm. We were not just attending a Saturday session of how to be a leader. That way we just sit in the back of the class. We always sit in the front because you guys made, a, made us feel really important. We sat in the front of the classroom. We listened. We felt like we were at the, like where we were supposed to be at the perfect time, perfect frame. So I think it is the best experience that I had in RNTC. Well, I um, am very appreciative to hear you say those words because uh, at Women Veterans Rock at the Civic Leadership Institute, we really do work for that to be our mission, not only with our junior ROTC cadets, but also all the women that come to the program. And it's a good testimony to hear that we are actually achieving the mission that we set out to make um, our participants feel important to make them feel wanted, and to also have them have a sense of growth in personal and professional development. So we want to thank you, Cadet Daly, for telling us about your best experience thus far at the JROTC program. So we're going to ask our Perez number one, what is your best and or worst experience? Um, I definitely agree with Daly with saying that Women Veterans Rock was the best experience because this program has taught us everything that we are right now. Um, we've grown so much ever since we joined this program, and it's, like, so unbelievable how it's been two years since we joined it. Oh, and my, two years already. Boy, does time really fly. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's, like, very important to us. Like, this program is a part of our lives. It's not just, like, a, like another thing that we do or something like that. It's, it really feels like we come to visit our family and just, like, share some time and get to know the experiences of other women who were fighting for us. Well, I'll have to say the reason why um, I am just very pleased to hear this feedback from you guys, because when you made a decision to participate, you were all in. You came every event. You participated full-fledged in every event. And I think that you are a real testimony to that you get out of it what you put into it. And um, I hear you guys talking about two years, and Dally, if you would, I'm going to ask if you would tell us about when you first started and two years and one of my favorite stories about your age. And uh, so, Dally, how old were you when you started to participate in Women Veterans Rock? I was 14, (laughs) and now I'm 16. Oh, it was like what, like a month before my 15th birthday? Before your 15th birthday. I remember it very clearly. I was about to be 15, so, you know, big deal. (laughs) It was a big deal for you because the first day that you came and you didn't tell me you were 14 that day. I knew that you were both high school students because that's what our JROTC program does in our outreach efforts. But when you came back the second time, the very first thing you said to me was, hello, I'm now 15. And I thought, oh my goodness, what a big celebration. So two years has been an amazing time and and, and lots of impact on you. So tell me a little bit about some of the skill sets that you have grown here and how you've used them in the other part of your lives. So when we we first joined the program, I saw all these women just speaking up and just standing up and saying what they were doing. And then I was like, I'm really this important. Like, why am I here? Like, they just sound so important to the world. And I'm just like a high school student. Like, this is so unbelievable. But then they actually taught me, everybody, that even the smallest thing that you do is like an accomplishment. And Absolutely it's, correct. it's something that you could contribute to 
the world. It does make sense, and I agree, because that's what we want to do, is we want to be able to give you options and opportunities to see where you continue to grow and progress. And we are interested in progress, not necessarily perfection. And if you demonstrate progress, then we feel that we have done our jobs. So as of right now, like I said before, I wouldn't even go up to a person and say hello my name is Neville I would just stand there and like quietly just silently just like listen to everything but as of right now I'm not afraid to say hi I'm not afraid to introduce myself I'm very open right now outgoing um and I can speak about anything at any time so you guys have been talking about the things that you've learned, the skill sets that you've built here in the program. I just want to take a second to pause and talk about the accomplishments that you've shared with me today before getting on our airwaves. And um, we've talked about what you're doing in high school and the achievements. So, Neville, would you please tell us a little bit about this is Cadet Perez number one. Um, talk to us a little bit about some of the achievements and what you're doing in high school and where do you go from high school and how you are spending your senior year. I got the job of vice commander of our Air Force ROTC unit. However, I got into this program um, that I applied to to be a full-time college student while being a high school student. Therefore, the credits that I get in college right now, I will transfer them to the college that I really want to go to. So what I'm hearing you say is so you have an opportunity to do your senior year in high school, like all the other seniors, but also getting a running start on doing your first year in college. And this is preparing you to lay a strong foundation for college so that when you choose to go into a field like neurosciences, you don't have to spend the time getting acclimated to college life as well as getting acclimated to a very ambitious career endeavor. I think I think it, I think that this is a great opportunity because you want to go into neurosciences and ultimately, what do you want to do with that level of education? I would like to become a neurosurgeon. Um, I really want to get into the neurology field, mm -hmm. like as much as I can, because mm -hmm. it's such a very wide mm -hmm. field and mm -hmm. it's very complex. Mm -hmm. So. I would like to gain as much knowledge as I can, so mm -hmm. that's why I want to major in neurosciences. Mm -hmm. Well, I am just very impressed, and I said earlier to our cadets here that I feel like I'm in a company of royalty because these young women have identified some very poignant and some very specific career fields in the STEM, in the STEM area of education. And um, I am looking forward to you doing great and amazing things, and I wish you the very best as you continue to work in being a successful high school senior as well as being a successful college freshman all at the same time. So thank you for that. I'd like to, I'm here from um, Perez number two. So Cadet Daly, tell us a little bit about what you're doing as you're working to wrap up high school and what your career feel. And we're going to be able to pull this all together and see how the work that you've done and you are doing in high school is helping us to see clearly how as women, we're working to pay it forward. So right now, as my rank says it, I'm the chief of my unit. And this year we have inspections, so yeah, everything is on my shoulders right now. So I have to take care of my education and my job in ROTC. Well, I have every confidence that you'll do a fabulous job oh, at it. Thank you. <laughs> but right now, yeah, 
in my junior year, I'm focusing more on my ROTC, JROTC position and mm -hmm. how I'm going to impact the new freshmen and how I'm, like, dealing with everything around. Mm -hmm. And I want to be an industrial engineer with a double major in environmental sciences. I love it. <laughs> environmental sciences is so important for our next generation. And we are hearing all of these stories about um, global warming and yeah. climate and clean water. And I think that you could not have picked a better area of concentration. I just want to have as much, as much impact as I can. And I, when I went to my high school, I realized that being an engineer, I think I will do as much as I can in that field. So we have in the midst of today's interview a future neuroscientist and a future environmentalist that we're going to be talking about the kinds of ways that you can impact and improve the lives of, the, of future generations in a very important way. So ladies, I applaud you for these decisions. Um, we were also talking a bit about the women that we've um, encountered and the young girls that we've, you've encountered in this program. And I asked you about junior ROT cadet Sadia Rahman. And Sadia was here last year when you guys all first joined together. And so tell me a little bit about what Sadia has done and how she has impacted you guys in paying it forward in um, your decisions. She's always encouraging us to do better in our life. So um, uh, uh, Raman is always encouraging you and um, continuing to support you in, in, in the things that you want to do. Tell us about some of the ways that she supports and continues to encourage you, even after she graduated from high school and went into basic training. She's always trying to make us join as much clubs as, as we can. Or I remember she is really a, yeah. uh, a due diligent work, work, yeah. work kind of person. She told me once, and I always remember, she was like, if you have, if someone tells, if someone says to you, oh, you have too much stuff on your plate, ask them for another plate so you can put more stuff on it. Oh, my goodness. And she did that while she was here. Yeah, she told me that once that I went to her house, and I was just like, wait, is this my friend? This strong <laughs> person is my friend? And I was like, how lucky I am to mm -hmm. have someone like her in my mm -hmm. life and mm -hmm. in our life to be like that mother and that energy boss that we need in mm -hmm. times that we're like... Mm -hmm. Why am I doing this? I'm mm -hmm. so tired. I mm -hmm. need a break. But she's mm -hmm. always there like, you can do better. You can do more. And both of us really needed that because, mm -hmm. again, we we come, we come came only three years ago, and we just needed someone to guide us through. And she is the, she's the path, and she is the, the, the person that is giving us the, the the guy. Well, you know, I really loved her being a part of our cadet program because I saw how she was unselfish in supporting and encouraging the girls. And I also saw how she created some very specific things for you guys to reach for and achieve. And, and now that I look at what you guys are doing in a program as cadets, you introduced us to a new cadet this past summer. And that was cadet... Kalisha Diaz. Yeah. Cadet Diaz. And so what I see that Raman did for you guys as cadets, I see you guys paying it forward with a cadet like uh, Diaz. Well, I have to tell you, I give you both a huge pack on the back because you are just a amazing, inspirational young women. We have a uh, 
16-year-old here and a 17-year-old here who have carved out very specific career paths, very specific career ideas, and you ladies are working diligently on achieving them. And you are inspiration to me, and I believe that you are inspiration to everyone who's listening to this broadcast. And I want to tell you, you are phenomenal women. So thank you so much for being a part of our podcast today. This episode is sponsored in part by our longtime community partner, Chestnut Hill College. Chestnut Hill College is a certified yellow ribbon institution and a military-friendly college. It has a distinguished history of supporting America's student veterans, military families, and the community at large. We are proud to have this fine academic institution as one of our supporting community partners. It has been 100 years of finer womanhood, and military soars at Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated all across America and all around the globe are in formation as they count down to their 2020 centennial celebration in Washington, D.C. Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated was founded on January 16th 1920 on the campus of Howard University. And on January 16, 2020, 100 years later, thousands of Zeta Soars and Zeta Military Soars will convene in our nation's capital. It will be a spirited time of reflection as this Greek letter organization is prepared to kick off their centennial season of celebration. Their 2020 season of celebration will pay tribute to their founders, their journey, and their accomplishment, and it will also pay tribute to their readiness to propel future generations. They will begin the year by honoring the five founders and the vision of those five young and insightful college co-eds. Their founder's vision was to chart a course of action for the 1920s and beyond, to raise the consciousness of their people, and to encourage the highest standards of scholastic achievement while nurturing a strong sense of unity among its members. Join us in the next episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill to learn more about this sorority's steady climb into the national spotlight, where they demonstrate their concern for human conditions both nationally and internationally. We are examining 100 years of finer womanhood and paying it forward for future generations. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You'll be notified of upcoming episodes so you can join us in the public square for more stimulating conversations. And there's one last thing before we go. This episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill is a fantastic demonstration of our purpose, our power, and our posterity. Today's conversation with our junior ROTC cadet delegates has heightened our excitement about our 2020 season of civic engagement. It has also heightened our commitment to cultivating the power of our posterity, and our posterity are the future generations of women and girls in military families. We see that year 2020 has opened the door to a fresh and exciting wave of civic engagement opportunities that will serve as a catalyst for positive social change for America's military women. 
And it is our pledge to support meaningful changes in public policy to improve the post-military lives of our posterity of veterans and military families. It is this episode that brings to mind those familiar words from the preamble of the U.S. Constitution. And those words, which are so aptly written, begin with, We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, And those words continue to say, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. In today's conversation with our junior cadet delegates, you heard the emergence of liberty in the voices of our posterity. You heard the sound of her true worth. You heard the sound of her empowerment. You heard the sound of her confidence, but most of all, you heard the declaration of our power, our purpose, and our posterity. And thanks so much to my sister friend, Shanada Malik, who has joined the ranks of our conversation starters. Now, Joe, take us home. Hola, como estas? This is Jayla Trey, the audio engineer and music producer for Women Vets Rock on the Hill, the podcast. If you enjoyed the music in today's episode, please feel free to follow me on Instagram at L-A-T-R-E-Y Music, where I'm constantly posting new music and upcoming releases for the show. Thank you. Peace, love, nothing but the best. Latre out.